Hello and welcome to the Body Surf Podcast with your budgie boys, Tim and Bondi here this week. This is Between the Sets and it's been a while since we've done a podcast, Bondi, but how you doing, mate? I'm really good. How are you, Timmy? Yeah, you're coming in real hot. That's nice. I like the sound of that. <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to ask you real quick, uh, you know, people are starting to get a bit concerned with the podcast. Mm. And they're a bit worried that because we came third at the Australian Body Surfing Classic for 2022, that we're going to carry on a bit too much. Now, I've got you on here today to guest co-host because no one else was available. I I wanted Owe, he couldn't make it, he couldn't fly down. I wanted wanted Luke Brabot, but he's doing a charity event or something today. Mm. And I thought... You know what? We 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 got third at the Australian Body Surfing Classic, and Bondi fan favorite hasn't been on to give his two bob worth. And I've got a few things to say. I've got to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I certainly do. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, the thing about those two you mentioned, Owe, I've, I haven't seen the bloke in about a year. Um, <laughs> Luke Brabot, um, he doesn't know who I am, but g'day, Luke, how you doing? <laughs> You've, uh, you've never spoken to Luke. In never person? spoken to him. He's he's a he he's a, a, an enigma. He's one of the robots. So he's one of the um the the core people of the body surf community. Mm. But I haven't met him. But g'day. I am glad you've got me on today because mm. I'd love to give you my thoughts right. on the Australian Body Surf Classic. Oh, right, go for it, mate. Well, first of all, I don't like this chat about how we're not allowed to talk about it. You know, Dave Malloy is talking about how we're never going to stop talking about it, and that's true. We are never going to stop talking about it. I am never going to stop talking about it. Yeah. I think it's one of the greatest things I've ever done in my life. It's one you, of the greatest things I've ever been involved with. Do you think the Olympic Australian swim team have stopped talking about the time they smashed the Yanks? Exactly. In the relay? Exactly. Do you think Kathy Freeman's stopped talking about when she won gold in Sydney? I actually want to swim with a Kathy Freeman suit if I can. You kind of do sometimes. <laughs> That's what a steamer is. Like the full body <laughs> Kathy Freeman... How good's a Kathy Freeman suit? Yeah, I, I do want... It's not cold enough for us to do the hoodie, but I would love to swim in a, in a steamer hoodie one day. Do you know what? I've got some big news to announce, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into some Australian body surfing classic chat soon. I've got some big news to announce, Bondi. I am, I'm moving. You're moving? I'm moving from Sutherland, which is where we do the show. We just got this new studio. Mm. Oh, we should turn the light on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, where's the thing? There we go. Fantastic. Uh, turn, keep, your, keep your porch light on for the budgie boys, I say. <laughs> but uh, I'm moving from Sutherland, where we've been doing the show for many years, and I'm moving out north. North? I'm moving to Lane Cove. You know, that's not, that's not that far from me. Mm, so you will have to carpool to work, well, at least to the beach. Yeah. But what's the closest beach to Lane Cove? Lane Cove, it'd be one of the northern beaches. You're probably closer to, you know, some of the, the lower northern beaches. Oh, yeah, I'll just go to Avalon. Yeah, you could go to Avalon. You could go to DY. I, I've I've been to Lane Cove to Manly. Mm-hmm. Not a bad little drive. Yep, yep. I've also been from Lane Cove to the eastern suburb beaches. So I went to Maroubra. Actually, I went to uh, Tamarama. And on the way there, I got up very early. I drove over there, went through the tunnel, came out of the tunnel. You know when you, you you come out this road and you sort of head towards the city and you come out near, I think, Afters? No, no, no not Afters, NIDA. No, is it NIDA? I don't know. I th- no, what's the film school? There's a film school. You come out and it's 40 kilometres per hour. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you're driving through a tunnel at doing 80 and then you've got to get down to, I, I, I got done twice really so I got done by a camera and then I got pulled over and I had to pay two fines see I don't like that when you get done and I've, I've been done a few times mm, well you've got the little Austin Powers Mini Cooper I do and it's it's really fun to drive but <laughs> I don't like that getting done twice on the same trip you should yeah. be you should get a warning well, I think in life you should get a warning if you've if you've done the wrong thing I, I did write a letter mm. and they wrote back Oh, they're two separate things. But I go, they're five metres apart. Mm. The camera was there. The police officer was there. Why is a police officer even doing a speed check with the little radar detector next to a speed camera? Can I tell you what I like doing? I like watching um, some really bad TV. And sometimes I like watching RBT. Mm. But I like how sanctimonious I get while watching it. Mm. I really like that I, I want people to 
to, to have the justice that they deserve when they drink too much and drive, right? Now, I'm not sure if RBT goes out to our international viewers, but what RBT is, is a show about people getting pulled over and they need to produce a breath test, which will indicate whether they've had too many to drink or not. And can I say, on paper, it doesn't work. It sounds like the most boring TV show in the world, but there's something about it. I just can't stop. I'll tell you what it is. Yeah. It, it's the graphics. <laughs> you know, they, they blow into the thing and it goes, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? And you're always like, this guy's cooked. And then he's like, just under. You're like, oh. I once got pulled over here. Just outside, there's a big main road and I got pulled over once after. So I've been sober two years, but I used to be a pretty big drinker. But in my head, I would always count my drinks. Of course. And... And in Australia here, we say there's a bit of a rule. You can have two standard drinks in your first hour and then one standard drink after that for every hour. Mm. But also, what happens if you're drinking for eight hours? Yeah. Well, yeah. You've had nine beers, but it's over the course of eight or nine hours. So anyways, in my head, I go, all right, I'm going to have three mid-strength beers and then Mm. drive home. Mm. But I probably finished my last beer and then just took off. Mm. Didn't wait long enough. So I got pulled over here, got breath tested. The copper just looked at me and goes, just go. Really? So I must have blown just slightly over three mid-strength beers, mm. so three standard drinks in, a, in an hour, mm. just over. Mm. But he's like, I can't be bothered making you wait around for 15 minutes because you're allowed to wait 15 minutes and then try again. Yeah. And then I can't be bothered going, taking you to the station and doing whatever for something that's so minuscule. So that was a... But do you know what I said? I, was, I, I wasn't being a smart aleck. I was just curious. I go, what was it? Well, give us a number because I love RVT. I want to know. Yeah. Was I just over? Was I just under? Where was I? Because three standard drinks isn't that much. But technically, I probably shouldn't have been driving. Mm. Do you drink and drive much, Bondi? I do not. Um, I don't like to drink and drive. And I, I, you know what I actually really don't like? When people advertise where the RBTs are, um, because I think it ought to be random and I think people shouldn't drink and drive. How do, you, how do they advertise it? Oh, like on Facebook or whatever, you know, people... Oh, you're just checking the Facebook while you're driving? There's groups, yeah, yeah. And so, (laughs) no, I think it's good to follow the road rules. Um, Look, every now and then I might might go a couple of k's over, Mm. but um, that's not not cool either. But, you know, you've got to get to all the way to Cronulla from where I live, so... After a big night. So that's the thing, we meet up Saturday morning, 7.30. If you've had a big night out northwest... Yep. Because you always say you live west, but it's northwest, mate. You're more <laughs> north than west. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's still a long way. Isn't that one of the Kardashian kids, northwest? It is, yeah. Yeah, so Bondi, you uh, you live out northwest, and if you've had a big one Friday night, and then you've got to get up early, drive over to Cronulla, it's a big drive. Yeah, but I also don't have a big one. <laughs> I like to have a beer, but I, I find that after sort of two or three beers, I feel a bit, you know, bloated. I don't like to. I don't. I don't like the feeling of, of drinking. Well, that's the thing about I drink a lot of non-alcoholic beers, mm. and I'll I'll drink ten, fifteen, <laughs> right. in, in a night. Like uh, you know, it, it's f- f- filling the void. <laughs> but I also like being part of the group, and it's a social thing, and uh, I don't mind drinking them. They taste okay, and I can still buy around for the boys so i'll have like 10 15 and yes i feel more bloated but i'll tell you why i feel more bloated because mm. i'm not fucking pissed <laughs> yeah if i was drunk i wouldn't feel that i would just feel oh, i'm happy yeah right you know they say alcohol is a depressant i don't think i ever felt depressed on alcohol mm. i always felt great mm. the next day when I was having withdrawals, that's when I felt... I, I didn't feel depressed. I felt anxious. Did you, did you ever get the shakes? i got to say... Uh, no, I, 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 I don't get the shakes. But i, I got to say, I'm on behalf of the Budgie Boys and on behalf of the Body Surf community, I'm really um, really oh, Im- impressed by your sobriety, Timmy. Well, you got to remember Sean, your brother-in-law, who's also a big part of the Budgie Boys, even though he didn't compete with us because <laughs> he was working. Yeah, it's another... We'll talk about Shittest that. excuse. Yeah. Ask for the day off, champion. I know. Or just take it. <laughs> it's the Australian Body Surfing Classic. There was someone who has a pretty uh, high-profile job who just took a sickie. Yeah, right. But was like, I, I don't want my picture taken. It wasn't me, by the way. They were in They were in the leader. They were in the local newspaper and they're like, I don't want to... You know, if, if work finds out... <laughs> Sean... Take take the day off. Take a sickie. Do what you got to do. You got to get around the boys. But anyways, Sean is your brother-in-law, mm. and he was off the beers for a long time coming through, mm. and no one ever congratulated him. 
Yeah, that's true. Because I think the issue is with with that is he didn't have a drinking problem. Yeah. See, for me, I I had a bit of a problem. Yeah. And it, I I was bad on the drink and I was bad on the punt and I needed to do something about it. And you know, I've tried multiple times to do it, and I've done multiple sort of things to even just look at harm minimization and just reducing it a little bit. But that's the thing with things that are so addictive. It's very hard to restrict it to one or two. Mm. I'm an all or nothing kind of guy. Yeah. So, yeah, it has been a challenge. But I think when you set yourself a goal, it's very easy to keep it. So just make the goal either so so easy to keep that you're just going to smash it or so hard that it's when it's achieved it's it's glorious mm. no I, th- I think it's really cool and and what i like too is that you chat about it too and and you make you 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 take away the stigma from from drinking or not drinking you know i think it's really good that you're uh an advocate for, for for sobriety and also just um just being able to, to live your life as a as a normal bloke on the on the zero point zero beers, you know. I, I love it. It's funny because like I I've tried to make zeros sound cool. So like even on text message any, anyone want to go grab a zero? <laughs> it's hard to get the boys around on a Friday night after work. It is funny though, I went to a wedding a couple of months ago and I was I was driving, so I I actually didn't have any beers because I didn't I don't like the count. You know when yeah, you, you yeah. count? I don't like that feeling. And well, so, we lose count yeah so what we used to do Owie and I Owie, Owie and I were big drinkers back in the day we, right. we would start drinking 12 o'clock Saturday mm. so we'd probably do a podcast in the morning mm. and then go straight to Cronulla RSL be on the piss from midday all night mm. and then catch a train home sleep it off and what we would do sometimes is we would draw on our wrists how many we had <laughs> yeah but, but then sometimes we would go to El Loco and they have $5 pints. Oh, uh, yeah. And what's the pint? It's like a schooner and a bit. Yeah, schooner and a bit. So we were like doing, you know, one and a bit. And we you'd lose count with the pints. Yeah. A schooner, you, you know, it's 1.2, 1.3 standard drinks. A pint, who knows what you're drinking? Especially if you're filling it up with rocket fuel. Like we were on the <laughs> on the, on the the craft beers. So I was um I was at this, uh, I was at this way and I didn't want to count. And so I had, I don't know, four or five Heineken Zeros. Yeah. And then I drove home. And you kind of feel a bit scandalous driving home. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a bit weird. <laughs> Do you know after uh, the Australian Body Surfing Classic, I drove Lone Wolf over to the after party. Yeah. And he he was having a roadie and he got me a non-alcoholic Great Northern. Oh, right. And I'm driving it with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, this feels weird. Like, I shouldn't be doing it, but legally, I think you're allowed to. Yeah, You yeah. can just crack a non-alcoholic beer whenever you want. It doesn't look great because it looks like a beer yeah but you know what's so funny and i'm gonna sound like a real idiot because i just disclosed that i got done for speeding and all of that i ran a red light oh i think there's a psychosomatic thing that happens to you when you're drinking a beer there's a placebo effect or something (laughs) i don't know what to call it but you go oh you you feel a bit ugh. And I ran this red light. I think also I was drinking, I was putting music on, I was chatting, uh, I got a bit distracted. I was also very, probably a bit, running a bit, you know, a bit hot from the event because mm. it's such a great day. So let's get back on track. Should we talk some body surfing? And talk some body surfing. I was just about to say, we're almost 10 minutes in, a bit over 10 minutes actually, and uh, we haven't spoken about body surfing, which is a pet peeve of Dave Malloy, second mention of the podcast, because he says... Just start the show with body surfing chat. You, mm. are, you are the body surf podcast. Mm. Start the show with body surf chat. And then for the last maybe, you know, 10 minutes. So half an hour body surf chat. For the last 10 minutes, talk about movies, talk about TV, talk about non-alcoholic beers. But <laughs> I don't want to hear it at the start of the show. So we've really broken that big rule. So I guess we'll have to start retooling the show for next year. Well, and Dave Malloy's already tuned out, so it doesn't matter. Oh, no worries. Uh, I wonder if he likes getting mentioned so much. Oh, you'd think so. If you don't know who Dave Malloy is, go back and watch his episode of the Body Surf Podcast. Very good chat with Dave Malloy. So, let's get back on track. We got third at the Australian Body Surf Classic, Bondi. Incredible. And uh, talk us through the day. Talk us through your experience. And and talk us through your journey about how you've improved so much and and put some points on the board for us this year. Yeah, so um, for those that... Might be fans of the Body Surf podcast. I had an episode after um, 
uh, after the first uh, womp off that that I was part of, and that was one of my first times body surfing at the 2019 <laughs> womp off. Uh, I think I body surfed a couple of times before that. I performed absolutely terribly. I think I, I went out, nearly drowned. Um, <laughs> the boys got around me. I had a really, really good day. But it was also just terrible conditions. Mm. You know, it was, a, it was a cold day. I was in my steamer all day. And um, I didn't feel like I really contributed. I felt like I was a liability. So was this Maroubra? This was Maroubra 2019. 2019. So fast forward a couple of COVID years and it's 2022. Uh it's uh, the name change, the Australian Body Surfing Classic. There's 140 competitors down at, uh, it was going to be at Rumurubra and, and then it got moved to our local at Cronulla. And uh, it was a fantastic day. I'll I tell you something though, I was petrified because it takes me about an hour and a half to drive to Cronulla. Um, it's my local, but it's still a long <laughs> way to drive. And the first uh, event was an individual event. And I thought, look, you know, I, I can sleep in a little, I can get there a little bit late. But I turned up late and I thought, oh my goodness, I'm going to be late for the team event. This is the one time in the whole day we're swimming and I might be late for it. It turns out I wasn't late. It turns out the whole day, you know, it takes a while for everyone to get in the water and so on. But my first memory of Australian Body Surfing Classic was turning up to the car park absolutely terrified because I thought I'd miss my event. Well, even if you arrived after that first individual... And then we may have started the first team event, which I believe was the tricks. Tricks. It was the tricks. We could have just put you at the tail end. Yeah, but that's that's pressure at the tail end too, because you know we got to get points at the end. And I want to. I I, I I enjoyed your tactic actually, Timmy. You were you're our lead off for all the teams events, weren't you? Yeah. So talk us through that. I love doing it, and uh, it's just. A, a, I, I, as a young bloke, I used to be a lot better at doing this. And as a bigger bloke now, it's a bit hard. But just get in and out, mate. Just get <laughs> wet, touch the wall, hit the showers. So, you know, I'm not there to impress anyone. I'm not there to, to get, you know, big scores for the Budgie Boys. I'm just there to make up the numbers. Well, here's the thing. So, Budgie Boys came third. Spoiler alert, everyone. We came third in, a, in Australia uh, and the world for yeah. body surfing. Um, but here's the thing. There's a few of us in the team that are exactly like you, just one and done, in and out. We're not going to score many points. I'm a, I'm a liability when it comes to the team's events. I'm in and I, I try not to take too much time. That's you, my you, you signed your waiver though, yeah? I signed my waiver, yeah. <laughs> I didn't drown this year, but um, but I, I don't want to take too much time. And I think I think every t- when I'm out there, I don't know if you feel this, but I feel kind of anxious about catching the wave because mm. if I don't catch the next wave or the next set or whatever... I'll be out there for another couple of minutes. And that's another couple of minutes that we could score us the big points. So. I'm exactly the same as you, Bondi. When I'm out there, I'm counting the seconds. Going, mm. I'm taking seconds away from Jesse Morton. I'm taking seconds away from Owe. Yep. And that's why I do the tactic that I do. Just get in, get wet, touch the wall, get out. It's almost like a cricketer, a fielder who drops a catch. Yeah, They're counting every run that gets scored. That's right. After that catch is dropped. So... If I can just catch a wave, get out, I'm, I'm saving the team heaps of time. The only thing I got frustrated about is we were good for time. Yeah. Like, I think Owe at the end was just mucking around in the water because he had caught so many waves. He was just chilling. Yeah. For one of the events, I swam back out and had a swim with him because he just was free riding. Yeah. I don't think he was even in the flags. So the tactic's good, but we need to utilize it more and give people more time. So can I um can I tell the podcast listeners what happened in the tricks event? No. So I went. Oh well, I will anyway. I've got the <laughs> mic. Uh, so I, I can't remember where I went in the team. There's ten ten of us in the team. Um, I might have gone. I don't know, fourth or fifth, something like that. Um, I. Here's the thing. By the way, here's the thing is the name of Alec Baldwin's podcast. Oh really? Yeah. It's a it's something that Lauren Michaels would say. You know, the executive uh, producer yeah. said they don't like it. He's like, here's the thing. I think he got it from me. Yeah. But <laughs> um, I... He also got his um, his uh, his uh, gun shooting abilities from you. <laughs> so <laughs> I actually... Headshot, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. It's no, I don't think course. it's allegedly anymore. No, I think it, yeah. I think he's been done. No, no, no. He was... He was or he's getting done? No, he, he was uh, exonerated. Exonerated, which is a big word, and I don't know what it means, but I'm guessing it means he's off the hook. He's off the hook. For he's killing somebody. Still making Allegedly still making killing movies. someone. Yeah. She's dead. It's not allegedly. A cinematographer died. 
But on a film set... Alec Baldwin's kind of funny in 30 Rock, though. That was his comeback. Yeah, true. You know, like, he was already out. He was on the outs of Hollywood. But he plays that character so well. Yeah, that, that character. Do you know who auditioned for that role? Who? John Hamm. Really? Could you imagine if John Hamm got that job? Yeah. No, I can't imagine it. Uh, Let's get back to body surfing. Also, John Hamm is always like, oh, I'm a very dramatic actor. Right. I've seen him do like one or two dramas. Yeah. Everything else is comedy. Yeah, true. But he's like, I'm not a comedian. He had to, all he does is comedy. But he's always the straight actor. Uh, have you seen Bridesmaids? He's yeah. He's sort actually, of wacky yeah, in that. That's true. That's true. Also, does Bridesmaids hold up? Is it still a good film? Well, I mean, I haven't seen it since it came out, so I don't know. When it came out, I saw it in the cinema. The cinema was erupting with yeah, laughter. Yeah. But I watched it again, not that good. You know what else is not that good? Step Brothers, not that funny. Uh, never Re- rewatch that, mate. Doesn't hold up. I will not rewatch it, and I will not watch it. I don't think most Will Ferrell films hold up. Yeah. The only one maybe Elf, it's still quite funny. Because it's cute, you know, you can't... It's timeless. I think the thing about Will Ferrell is he... Are we allowed to, like, go into movie chat? Yeah, we'll, we'll get back on track in a sec. Okay. <laughs> so, Will Ferrell, I mean, he's okay. He's always a bit over the top. And I found, in, in particular, when I was watching The Office, I mean, his season in The Office is very controversial. Um, but I like, I like it when I watch it the first time. I don't like it when I watch it the second time. And I think it's kind of the same with a lot of his movies. Mm. It's over the top. It's kind of like, ooh, that's interesting. And then it's like, mate, just couple of decibels less, you know. I, I met him. Okay. Yeah, I uh, was working in radio. He came over to promote a film. And when Will Ferrell comes to Australia to promote a film, mm. you know it's a stinker. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And the film was The Campaign. I've never even heard of it. Starring Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis. Oh. So they're two local politicians. Will's the, the guy who's been in power for a while and Zach's just a local guy who's competing against him. And it was not a great film, but when we went in to interview Will Ferrell, he looked defeated. <laughs> he was wearing track pants, but like a nice shirt because he was being filmed from the waist up, like me on the on the Zoom. And he like greeted us, and he like was very nice and pleasant and happy, but he just looked over it. And again, he's in a room all day, just people coming in asking him dumb questions. It's, mm. It must be hard, but also he probably doesn't believe in the product that he's promoting. Yeah. So, but then the camera turns on, we start filming and boom, he turns into Will Ferrell. He's on. And he does all the bit and you got to give him credit for that. Kind of like you in this podcast. I'm always on, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes the missile goes, can you just turn it off for a second? I'm trying to breathe over here. You're just too funny, mate. Yeah. (laughs) We'll go into some movie chat maybe at the end of the show. Maybe at the end of the show we can talk about Jeffrey Dahmer. I'd love to. But maybe if people haven't watched it, they can switch off. Yeah. But also, how long do you give someone to watch a show or movie when there's spoilers and stuff? But also, we live in this world where there's so much content coming at us and we don't always have time to do it, so it might take you a while to watch something. Well, I think the problem too is that it's not... You don't watch it at the same time anymore. You know, like... uh, We've talked a lot of Lost on this show. I love Lost. But Lost came out at the same time so you can all talk about it at the same time mm. and then there, there was like specific I don't know let, let's say it's 12 months you know you, you give it 12 months if people want to watch it they watch it if they don't they don't you can spoil it Yeah. but here like Dharma is out it's a great show mm. but I've watched it you've watched it other people might not have watched it yeah. because it's just on a streaming service not broadcast television that's right Seth Myers hosted the Emmys a few years ago and he said I'm going to do jokes about Game of Thrones it's been out for six months if you haven't watched it I'm spoiling it yep. and I think six months maybe is the so Dharma hasn't been out for six months so maybe we'll yeah. give a big spoiler alert but please watch it because it's a good bit of television it's great so we'll get into that after we, we do go, a bit more body surf chat yeah can we go back to the tricks event because i do want to <laughs> i do want to particularly mention i did say that i was fourth or fifth uh, uh and yeah. the thing about the tricks event you got to do a trick when you're on the wave but my body surfing style <laughs> i can barely catch the wave well, that that is my trick catching the wave and uh and not dying is my trick but i uh if you go back and watch the tape and i know timmy you've got 
uh, eight hours of footage. I've gone through it a few times. So have you seen my... I, I did a little little spinny. Is it on camera? No, probably not. Yeah, that's the thing because <laughs> we mounted the camera. The camera was real secondary to the commentary. Yeah. But then we didn't have very good audio. <laughs> so I don't know what, what we did it so for. So if anyone's got any footage of my little spinny on the Tricks event, I would mm. love to see it because it's the first spin I've ever done and it didn't feel terrible. Mm. But... I don't know if that got it's an extra 0.1. It's so point. funny. I don't like doing spins because I, f- I think they're a bit silly. Yeah. I think they're quite lame. Yeah. But I can do them. So what was your trick at the Tricks event? Well, that's the thing. My trick was wearing sunglasses on a wave. <laughs> that's cool. You know, when you put sunglasses on a dog, everyone goes, oh, look at this dog. It looks like a human. Yeah. Sunglasses on a body surfer catching a wave. That's a trick. Mm-hmm. I did do a little spin. I think it was a bad spin. And that's the thing. And I gave Gareth some advice and I've said it on the podcast before. It's like when you're out there, don't think about longest ride. Don't think about tricks. Don't think about catching the best wave. Mm. Just pretend you're having a session with the boys because when I'm having a session with the boys, I'll do well. Yeah. When I'm in a competition, I'll tense up. Yeah. So I did tense up on both of my waves because I only caught two waves on the day. Yeah. So when I did the tricks event and the longest ride, not great. But... I think, I think it would have scored something, mm. you know, even if it's just like a, a half a point or something. So here's the thing about the <laughs> here's the, the, thing. the t- oh sorry, <laughs> the teams event, the teams event that I uh, I love, but I also like you give you give that advice. I think it's good advice. But when I'm out with the boys, I swim out the back, and I like catch my breath for 10 minutes you know I, I don't think that's bad advice either. But like <laughs> that's great advice for when you're yeah just having a sesh. In competition, you swim out to a wave and catch it. So I think I needed to train because if I if I went out and then caught a wave immediately, I think I'd be in a, in a better stead than than what I what I did. What happens in the team events? So longest ride and tricks is when you start, like I do, I go out with everybody at once. Mm. So we all go out at the same time. We all swim together. We all find a spot. Yeah, and we wait for a wave. Yeah, when someone comes in that we're all coming in at different times so people are swimming back out at different times yeah that's so true. you're finding a spot but you're dodging people who are catching waves i feel like going first i did i did have a chance to sit out of the back yeah because everyone was just getting their breath and figuring out where the break was and stuff like that i think when you go second third four five fifth you did not get a chance to get a breath because you're straight into the pack and you're just swimming and catching waves but going first i definitely felt like i had a moment to catch my breath. Yeah, that's good. So, anything else you want to mention about the Body Surf Classic before we move on, Bondi? Yeah, so just had a great, great day. It was really good. Like, I mean, you don't get heaps of time in the water if you're not an individual swimmer. Yeah. And so... Well, as I mentioned, I only caught two ways. Yeah, yeah. But but then you look back on the day and it's like the best day in the world. Yeah, like, yeah. it was really good to see everyone. It's good to meet new people. It's good to um, just, just get around the community. And I think... We say it all the time on the podcast, but the, to have people that have the same interest, same weird niche interest, you know, we're a bunch of kooks that, that love to get in the water and it's just really nice to sort of meet everyone. And I do want to give a special shout out to Stealth in particular. I can't believe, I thought it was a gimmick, I, I thought it was a joke that they were giving away um, fins on mm. the day, but I got I got a pair of Stealthies. I've been wearing them uh, the last couple of weeks in the water. And Did you wear them today? No, I didn't wear them today. It was a bit. I, I don't have the straps on them yet, okay. and it was a bit bigger today. But um, <laughs> yeah, but I really, really enjoyed um, uh, the the stealth. So yeah, thanks, thanks heaps. Well, uh, we for should supporting yeah. the um the community. I think stealth got on board quite late. They they had a new product they wanted to push, which was the the soft flexi stealths. Yeah, and in Australia, the distributor for stealth is also the distributor for Defin and Defin is really out there backing body surfing. Mm. They're backing body surfing in Hawaii. They're backing body surfing here in Australia. And they're backing body surfing all over the world. Mm. And they're such a big sponsor of the Australian Body Surfing Classic. And I hope something big is brewing up Mm. for us to go over potentially to Hawaii. Mm. A lot of people have been asking me about this Hawaii trip. You know, we went out for a body surf today with Gareth. He's, He's real keen. Mm. He wants to do a trip with his, I think, his brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And they're thinking of doing a surf trip overseas. And they're like, if we can do Hawaii, we're good to go. A few Hawaiians have messaged me. 
and just asked for my opinion on how the event could run. And I've got some ideas. I've, I've, I've verbalized them here on the podcast. I hope I've articulated them all right. I'll, I'll talk to Ricky and say this is how I think it could look, but I'm sure Ricky's got some great ideas mm. and I'd love to hear them and we might get him on the podcast next year to talk about that. So a trip to Hawaii could be very, very interesting, but to Finn, whatever happens, are supporting body surfers. And uh, we appreciate it because they also gave away a lot of defins that day. That's right. I think they probably gave away just as many defins as stealth. So that was really, really cool. I've never seen anything like that because it was 140 competitors and everyone got a pair. It was amazing. And uh, and it really just shows, yeah, the, the, the spirit of wanting to grow the community and, and so back in the community. I think it's really great. Did you get just a pair of stealths? Did you get anything else? Uh, a pair of stealths and... Um, uh, and and I've already got the defence, so because yeah. I uh, I heard they were given some people both. Really? Yeah, some people got stealth and defence. I know Wolfo got a pair. He said it's for his miso, but he'll take them. Sure. And then um, his miso doesn't have that big a feet. I think some some other people got got both stealth and defence. And I went back and go, oh, can I grab some? Mm. Finns, he goes, oh, no, you only get one or the other. <laughs> and I was like, do you know who I am? It, we do, and you're not getting them. <laughs> He's like, that's why you're not getting them, champ. I've heard you on the podcast. I've heard you talking about the cramp issues. <laughs> no, I find, and it's funny because I'm, uh, well, we might talk about what's in my floppy bucket, but I'm... Uh, no. Oh. This isn't an interview. Why not? You're a co-host. <laughs> this is between the sets. Oh, it's a different show, mate. Oh well, I'm, uh, that 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 explains everything. You can talk about some gear, but we're not doing the official segment. So I find that defins uh, are good for the bigger waves, and lately I've found the stealths are good for you know just a one or two foot, just having a having a bash. Why? I don't know. I think I think it's because. Uh, maybe it's to do with the the, the um, stiffness of the the blade or something like that. But I went out today, um, and the waves were uh, the waves were big for me today. I don't know what they were like for you, Tim, but um, the beach was closed. That's always a first sign of um, oh, I'm not sure if I should go in. But uh, yeah, it was a it was a pretty big day, and uh, and I needed the extra maybe it was the extra power or the extra um, length of the defence. I'll always say this: there's always a massive battle between power and comfort yeah and i use a fin that is more comfortable than powerful yeah but i'm prepared to take that sacrifice because i'd rather be comfy out there Mm. and what it means for me is normally i use a bit more of my upper body strength to get on waves than i do my my kicks yeah people that ride the fins i think kick more Mm. or use their leg strength to get on waves more yeah and then when they make the switch they struggle so if someone was to switch to a more comfortable fin, like a DMC or a Tech 2 or mm-hmm. even maybe the Stealth, mm-hmm. they struggle to get on waves because they're so used to the power of the the the, 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 the fin. Yeah, I wasn't sure. So when I went out to Maruba a couple of weeks ago and might have been two, three foot on the sets. Um, and uh, I was having a good time. I was just by myself. I went out with the stealths and I wasn't sure about the asymmetrical design because mm. it's um it's kind of looks a bit like a like a dolphin fin like a flipper. Uh and yeah, I've, I'm not used to that. I'm used to Does it have a left and right foot? Left and right foot, okay. yeah. So, yeah, I'm not used to that. I always I didn't like the left and right foot because if you if you're putting them on in the water, I never know which way is which. I always worried about putting them on the wrong foot. But um, yeah, I went out there and, and and it was fine, and and I was able to get on waves that I wanted to get on, and and um, yeah, it, it felt comfortable and it felt good. But yeah, uh, the other problem is I'm a bit of a collector, Timmy, and so I just uh, I've got DMCs, uh, I've got Vipers, mm. uh, I've got a couple of pairs of Defins. Now I've got the Stealths. I just like to I like to collect and. Ooh. The problem is you can only wear one pair of fins at a time, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I do like uh, collecting. Well, Dane Torres wears two. Well, yeah, but I mean, he's Dane Torres, you know. Would you ever wear two different fins? Is it not like different colours? <laughs> like two completely, like one DMCs, one Defin? Yeah, I mean, why not? You might be doing circles in the water. Yeah, it, look, it couldn't hurt my body surfing, let's just say that. Do you know what could be good? So say you're, say you go on a left. Yeah. You put the more powerful fin... On your right foot. <laughs> so you naturally swim on an angle. Can we, uh, if, if the super business listening, I think this is uh, some technology he can uh, think about. Do you know what? Like, this is, this is why we invented Tickler. 
because it was so hard reading ra- waves going which ways are going. That's right. And I hate changing. Ha- I don't really use a hand plane much, but changing hands sometimes because they have obviously um, safety straps on. Mm. So to change hands sometimes is hard, and that's why tickler was invented. So you could just strap it to your dominant hand mm-hmm. and then just ride with both hands if you needed to go left or right. Yep. Fins. Imagine doing that with fins, like trying to <laughs> flip. Oh, this wave's going right. I got to flip my fins over. Like that's a that's a messy day out. I'll just go straight. <laughs> well, let's have a quick chat about our experience today. We went out for a body surf with Gareth. Mm-hmm. You sent the message out last night. I said, "Yep, I'm keen." Yep, might be one of my last swims in Sutherland. You know, like yeah. I might be making the drive. Might be catching the uh, the Greyhound bus with Bondi. Yeah, so. Uh, it was good to get out there. It's always nice when I I have got a, I had a cruisy Friday, so I, I finished work. I went to the driving range. I, I had a nice uh, pepperoni pizza for dinner, and I played wee golf. Mm. I was in bed by ten, eleven. Fantastic. And I, and then I thought I'm going to feel real fresh in the morning and ready for a, a go on these waves. So we got up. We met Gareth. It was just the three of us. Lone Wolf joined us a bit later, but we missed him. And yeah, the surf wasn't huge, but for some reason the the beach was closed. I think because it was just a little bit messy. And apparently, there's a bit of wind that's meant to be coming through soon, so that's going to chop things up real nice. So it's Saturday morning here in in, in Sydney, Australia, and we we went out. And uh, you know, Bondi, you were close to calling it. You wanted to go straight <laughs> to breakfast, but we we gave you a little nudge, and you got in and. You didn't catch a wave. No. But you, you always say you never regret. And did you did you regret today? Not at all. No, I, I love getting in the water. Um, even though I do push for breakfast instead of the water sometimes. Um, sometimes, last time we went out, it was a month or two ago, and we didn't go out. It's because I got to the, um, got to the beach and there was a lot of white. When, when there's a lot of white... I just kind of, my heart sinks and I go, I can't be bothered swimming mm. all the way out. Because you don't want to get stuck in the white. Well, the swim out today was very easy. It was, yeah. Um, the, so sw- the swim back in was even easier. Now, we were talking about going straight a minute ago. How did you go going straight? Oh, it was fine. Yeah. Uh, I, I, so, you I, did catch a wave. Yeah. It I was got, just straight. Got a wave in. in yeah. <laughs> I, that was the wave of the day for me, catching that. It was a pretty nice little wave that shaped up and I just went straight on it. it there's something about going straight... Which doesn't feel as dangerous. No. It's the same way. Yeah. But when you cut across it, it feels like you're kind of... Because you're dropping in and cutting across at the same time. And you kind of like can catch an edge or catch a lip and stack it and then get boom. Yeah. Smashed onto a bank or something. When going straight, you just go down the wave and mm. then it sort of crumbles behind you and keeps pushing you. Yeah. It feels really safe. Yeah. Like Owe and I used to go huge bombs, but just straight. And it was a lot of fun, and maybe we should bring that back into body surfing. Well, I, I often uh, it's it's a bit, um, yeah, it's a bit embarrassing, but like often the wave into the beach is my favourite wave of the day. For me today, it was because <laughs> I pulled off a few waves because I, I was about to get smashed, mm. and um, it wasn't because it was big; it was just sucking weird, and there was a bit of a, a bit of a bit of sand sort of. Uh, exposing itself I guess so I was a bit scared really of just landing on that sand so to catch one in felt really nice really safe but you know you get a bit of speed you go straight you get I got a lot further than I thought I was going to get and it was a lot of fun that's probably why we don't go straight that much because it takes you all the way in and then you got to swim back out. Yeah, and I don't love that. that. So it's, it's great to finish your day with a nice straight one. So let's quickly wrap up the show with a bit of Jeffrey Dahmer chat. If you haven't seen Dahmer what is it called? Monster? The making of a monster? Or yeah, something? something like that. Do you know they, they've renewed it for a second season? No, they haven't. Yeah, but it's just going to be a different serial killer. So they're, oh. they're going to call it Monster, uh, but cool. it'll be, you know, Ed Kemper or someone else. I was going to say, there's not much room to go in the story. <laughs> yeah, it's just the afterlife. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer in the pits of hell. <laughs> I was going to say something really rude. Norm MacDonald, who... What, do you remember Norm MacDonald? Of course I do. Yeah, so Norm passed away a while ago, but Norm was a, a Christian. Right. And But he would always say that sort of thing will get you, you know, and he would make a, a really <laughs> funny uh, joke about, you know, what's going to happen to you in hell. Oh, yeah. And it, I think, it, 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 you know, it's always Hitler. Yeah. Hitler's the guy that you imagine is in hell getting tortured. Um, 
but like yeah in a yeah, I don't want to get into it because it's gross. But uh, Norm, sure. Norm would always say this saying, you know, that's the sort of saying things like that. That's the sort of stuff that will get you locked in hell for all of eternity. Uh, you know, he's just a chunk of coal. Yeah, but he he's a he he wanted to be a diamond one day, and I believe he is. He's a a, sh- a shiny diamond <laughs> right now. Any fans of the the country singing singer Billy Joe Schaefer, who was Norm's best friend, mm-hmm. who who died um, a few months before Norm, I think. Mm. Uh, much older guy, great country singer, mm. wrote some of the best country songs of all time, but had a song, uh, I'm just an old chunk of coal, mm. but I'm going to be a diamond one day. And uh, they played that song um, at the end of Norm's last Netflix special. Ah, so Norm nice. released a special when he died. Yeah, right. So he recorded it on like a webcam. Mm. And I think he recorded it in case he died. Right. This is my last hour. Yeah, okay. So it would have been great to see him do it on stage. There's some footage of him doing some of them. By the way, Norm MacDonald, stand-up comedian, actor, in a lot of Adam Sandler films. Yeah. And uh, one of the greatest, most prolific, hardest-working stand-up comedians going around. And, uh, yeah, it would like it was weird watching that special because he's just on a webcam talking like this. Mm. And there's no audience reaction. And, it, and it's weird... To see him like that, it would have been nice to see that material in front of an audience and see how it worked. Apparently, there's some clips on YouTube of him testing that material in front of a crowd and it's killing. Yeah. But it's weird watching him just do it in front of a webcam, like acting it out and stuff. <laughs> it's a bit dorky. But uh, yeah, Norm MacDonald, RIP, top bloke. Mm. And I uh, wish he was a body surfer. Would have loved to have got him on the show. He would have loved to get wet. <laughs> yeah, he's from Canada. On, right. Ontario, Canada I grew up on a farm So I don't think he was near the water And I, We don't know Do we have any body surfing? I think there's a few body surfers in Canada If you are from Canada Please get in touch when We'd we love to um, talk about the, the hoodie That I was talking about at the start um, I'd love to see how yeah. How much suited up you need to get To swim in Canada Yeah And l- even if you want to You know Come have a, a bag of milk with us over here we'll, we'll, we'll get on the milks with you They love a bag of milk What? They do, do they? They, ha- they don't have cartons They have bags of milk That doesn't make any sense And they just like Pop a straw in it and suck it out. Okay. Or they, I think they cut it, put it in a jug, and then they have the jug. Yeah, that's pretty weird. It's very weird. Yeah. So, uh, RIP Norm MacDonald. But uh, if you haven't seen the Jeffrey Dahmer miniseries, Turn Off Now, it was spectacular. Mm. We were talking about it while we are body surfing today. Episode one is a quick sort of introduction to Dharma and what he's been up to mm. and then he gets caught mm. and uh, I guess then everything kind of works backwards we kind of see some of his childhood see some of him when he's sort of dropping out of school and then um, you know he takes a big gap sort of in his mm. in his uh, like in his 20s, 20s yeah. I think where not a lot was talked about in the film but he was digging up corpse corpses yeah <laughs> plural yeah corpi and um and and having sex with these dead bodies which i mean if you're doing that something's got to be wrong with you mate. it's a victimless crime in my <laughs> books is, is it? <laughs> no. as well. Yeah. well, See, his, well at least he's not killing you know the killing is the big part of the crime yeah i don't like the killing um so I, i'm not sure like I think the thing that was so unsettling about the the Dharma docu series, docu series, yeah, is that what what I think it's just a mini series. Oh, a mini series, whatever. It's based on. True it's story. not a documentary. That was an actor. Oh, was it? Yeah, okay, the, right. the real guy is actually... no longer with us. Ah, right. Okay. R.I.P. Jeffrey Dharma. Okay, yeah, respects. <laughs> Probably in hell. I don't know. Devout Christian. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> Well, that's 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 yeah. very controversial. Anyway, so so the thing that was interesting for me is that, you know, you think of serial killers as absolute weirdos, screw loose, that kind of thing, and he's a weirdo, screw loose. But like, he kind of represented himself pretty normal as well, and that for me was the kind of the terrifying thing. It's just, mm. I mean, Timmy, I know you pretty well. I don't know that you're not digging up corpses. Mm. Well. You know, Warrenora Cemetery is just across the road. That's what I'm worried about. That's what? why I'm sad about <laughs> leaving this place. It was such a convenient location but for you know so many I mean? of my it's activities. Just, it's just uh, like I, you know, I, I, I have the benefit of that. I give the benefit of the doubt to all my friends that they aren't mm. serial killers. Statistically, one of your mates is a criminal. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. We knew someone who went to jail. 
Really? I've, I've known a few people that have gone to jail. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I've yeah. known people who have gotten out of jail. Um, yeah, people, I know. I know some criminals. Okay. I, I roll with a pretty tough crew. Can they join the Body Surf podcast? Well, I don't know if you've watched the live show. Um, there was a comedian in the audience who six months ago just got out of jail. Yeah, right. For um, the distribution of uh, magic mushrooms. We'll get him down at Cronulla. He'd, he'd love a surf. Well, we, we made a joke in the podcast. Like, did you learn how to swim in jail? Because like, he was in there for a little while, not that long. Do you know what the um, what the uh, the sentence is for someone who's selling magic mushrooms? Uh, no. It's life in jail. No, it's not. It's life in jail. He almost got done. He got off. He must have had a good lawyer. Is it because he's? Is because of the the distribution? Yeah, I don't know what the actual crime is. Like the, selling weed has a, a a much smaller sentence. So maybe it's the because um it's a psychog. What's it called? Oh uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a hallucinogenic. Yeah, is it? Yeah, a psychedelic. Oh look, you're talking to the wrong person. I you feel like it, the drug is a hallucinogenic. Jimi Hendrix is psychedelic. Yes, you know what I mean. <laughs> He's shagadelic. <laughs> That's Austin Powers. <laughs> Groovy baby. <laughs> so yeah, he he almost got life in jail. This guy. Yes. So uh, interesting story. But we asked him if he would swim. He wanted to come on the podcast. See, I would like. I'd hate to be in jail for a lot of reasons, but like, imagine never being able to surf again. That would be terrible. Uh, one thing One thing I will say about surfing. Uh, so sometimes I drive all the way from where I live to Cronulla and the surf's not that good and sometimes, you know, you guys don't want to go in and sometimes I don't want to go in. It's mainly you, mate. But if I don't go in, my wife knows. Like, she knows that something's up. She knows I'm a bit, maybe a bit more irritable. I'm not, <laughs> as, not as fun to be around. You know, there's something really calming about the ocean. I and, think. and you're pretty irritable at the best of times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so <laughs> Just ask my brother-in-law. <laughs> Shawnee boy. Uh, let's get him on the pod soon. Oh, uh, can we? Yeah. So back to Dharma. Um, first episode I thought was incredible mm. and really hooked you in. Mm. You're going to watch the whole show once oh, yeah. you watch that first one. Yeah. Because there's another show on Netflix called Mind Hunters. Yes. And it's based on a book. Also, um, Silence of the Lamb is loosely based on it as well. Yeah. So... Great, great show, but the first episode of Mindhunters, I don't know if you remember it, not that great. Didn't draw you in. You had to push through it, but it gets a lot better. Yeah, I, I had a strong recommendation, so I was pushing it through was it. A, it's a great show, and yeah. I was very disappointed when they didn't renew it for a third season. It might be coming back. Yeah. David Fincher is the showrunner. I love David Fincher. So David Fincher writes, produces, directs it. Wow. So he, get, I'm exhausted. It's easier for me to go and do a film. Yeah. So he went and did a few movies. Because he did some big films. Yeah. Uh, but I think this show has such a big fan base that they're going to bring it back. I like him best on... It's a bit like taboo now to talk about, but House of Cards. I love House of Cards. And Fincher was in the first season. He he directed the... He, okay. Was he like... Did he direct or produced? Oh, sorry. I think produced. Wrote? Wrote? Uh, no, he was like the... Yeah, the kind of art direction and that kind of thing. Because in TV, the writer is king. Yeah, true. Like the writer really, like in film, director's king, but in TV, writer's king. So, um, yeah, it'd be good to get a TV show one day and, and um, make something of myself. Because, mm. like, we, I glorify these guys. Like, yeah. I've never met David Fincher. Top bloke in my books. Like, if he makes something that good, yeah, uh, I like the kid. You know, I was watching Louis C.K. the other night with a friend. Um, I went and saw Louis C.K. as a comedian. He mm. came and did the State Theatre here in Sydney. Great show. And then I started watching his old TV show. And it's just like, it's it's so good. It's like a love letter to New York. Mm. They're these short little vignettes. They're like 10-minute episodes. And they're like Woody Allen-esque. Mm. But the situations he gets into are just so humorous. Mm. And... Nothing like Woody Allen because Woody Allen was like this neurotic New York comedian who's like, "Hey, my life's so hard. I'm a writer. I can't do anything. I'm going to date a young girl." <laughs> that's what that's what most of his films were about. Yeah, true. And I got to say, Midnight in Paris, one of the best films of all time. Yeah, grossed more money than Transformers. Did it? Yeah, great film. I'll say. 
Transformers isn't that good. But like you think a big <laughs> budget film like that. Michael Bay. Yeah, it's going to cost you a lot more to make that film yeah. than Midnight in Paris. Even though Midnight in Paris, great cast, great um, sets. You know, it was a period piece. So they had the, I always think period pieces must be hard to do. I feel like just like the movie uh, Hollywood in general now. There's there's a, everything's Marvel, everything's you know big production, everything's action. All the top the top ten films are all superhero movies. I feel like there's there's no room almost for like your your period pieces or, or just your, good just stories, good story, good comedy. Like there's not a lot of good comedic because like, I, I don't want to give away these superhero movies, but the good guy normally wins. No, <laughs> although Joker. Good film. Yeah. You know, I did enjoy that. But also, it's just a rip-off of uh, Kings of Comedy. Yeah. Have you ever seen Kings of Comedy? Great film. Right, okay. No, All right, we're really doing shit movie chat now. This is terrible. So, let's terrible get back onto Dharma. Great show. Uh, give Do yourselves a favour. I'll do the old Molly Meldrum. Do yourselves, do yourselves a favour. Do a favour. That's good. And watch the old <laughs> Jeffrey Dharma on the, on the Netflix. And I love that it's in a Netflix original. You know, Netflix owned that. Because... Mm. I don't know if you know much about uh, syndication and programming and uh, getting the rights. I just know Jerry Seinfeld's on heaps of money still. From uh, doing Seinfeld. But that's the thing. So he's getting money from Netflix? Yeah. Is it on Netflix? No, I don't know. That's the thing. Syndication is different in different countries. So it might be on Netflix here, but over there it's on Peacock. Yeah. Because it originally aired on NBC. Mm. But yeah, like, and then maybe a cable channel picks up a few seasons and then TV one here in Fox. So he makes a lot of money. Larry David as well makes a lot of money from all those syndication rights. But that's the thing. Netflix who are in a bit of trouble financially Mm. because it costs a lot of money to make all these shows and movies and it's subscription based. So they got to make money from us paying monthly fees and it's not that expensive. Or from someone paying the monthly fees and you just and then get you just, yeah, yeah, that's right. But they've brought in now, you can get a cheaper version on Netflix. I think it's six bucks a month, but there's advertisements. Mm. So I wonder who's going to advertise on Netflix. Mm. And uh, but then Could that, we advertise on? I think yeah, it would be very expensive. But then again, if you start advertising on Netflix, you've got to bring in sales teams. Mm. You've got to hire more staff to make more money. And it's just this never-ending thing that we call capitalism, but it's... Uh, it's not working. Let's go back to a communist sort of format, I think. I was wondering where we were going to do shit politics chat. No, nah, no, no. no. <laughs> let's, let's keep it to movie chat. Have you ever seen The Dictator with James Franco and Seth Rogen? No. Was it The Dictator? No, that was the Sasha Baron Cohen film. Yeah. Um, what was the film? The Interview. Yeah, 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 yeah. You like that one? I haven't seen it. Because Sony leaked something that leaked. Actually, can I, I, should, I should have prefaced shit movie chat with name a movie. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm terrible, and I uh, the problem is Schindler's now, List. Actually, I have seen it. See, I haven't seen it. But his, <laughs> with Schindler's List, I watched it a couple of months ago for the first time on the way to America. Do you recommend it? Yeah, it's great, but not not on the way to a, a holiday. It, it kind of just bummed me out. Yeah, not 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 to the not on your way to Auschwitz. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you cut out that laughter. Sorry, I shouldn't. Laugh. <laughs> some some people say six million. Some people say six hundred. Oh you know, gosh, don't, you you don't, don't even. Don't. What were you saying before the podcast? You're like, I don't think the no, Holocaust no. happened. <laughs> You're like, I don't like this whole Me Too movement. <laughs> you were saying some weird stuff before. We're gonna cut all this out. <laughs> We gotta get out of here. Do it. Apparently, Steven Spielberg <laughs> made uh, Holocaust survivors watch Schindler's List. Like they, he invited them to the premiere. Yeah, right. And they're like, "Why are you making us? Yeah, we went through yeah, it. That's right. And it's the same with like uh, you know Saving Private Ryan or like war movies. They bring in vets, vet- veterans, and they're like, "What? They got PTSD. They're watching these guns get fired at them and stuff." I've I've never understood war movies. I don't. I've sa- watched Saving Private Ryan, but I've never understood like why people are so into them. It's it seems like the same kind of story all the time. It's you know bravery over blah blah blah. Like, but a war movie can go either way because some people lose. Some yeah, people, a lot of people die. See, superhero movies, no one's ever sacrificed. But the Americans don't lose. Well, sometimes. <laughs> Didn't they lose a big one? <laughs> yeah, they've, they've lost a few times, but we don't talk about that. Um, Gallipoli, have you seen that with Mel Gibson? No. Nah. So that's about, obviously, uh, mm. the, an Australian uh, war and uh, our involvement in it. And uh, a lot of it's set in, I think they go to Egypt mm. to do training and stuff. And uh, yeah, horrible ending to that film. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. 
But it also shows a realistic view of like some of these guys weren't great. Mm. Like they were going to these places and sort of being dickheads, mm. but they are still, I don't know, they, they still fought for their country and, and did what they had to do and some died. Yeah. But it was a weird way to sort of represent the, the Australian soldier, mm. I thought, because they showed them doing some weird stuff. And it's probably not that weird. It's probably quite normal for some people, but I don't know. If you've seen the film, you'll know what I'm talking about. Anyway, do yourselves a favour. <laughs> do you recommend <laughs> Schindler's List? Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those movies I think everyone has to watch. And What's the, um, the, the worst movie you've ever Netflixed and chilled to? Uh, the worst movie... Oh, there's so many bad movies. But, like, I did... What? Oh, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. I can't remember the, the exact movies. Is it Grown Ups 2 mm. with Adam Sandler? Mm. Uh, there was this podcast that was really popular a couple of years ago that uh, the hosts watched it every week for a year. The New Zealand boys. The yeah? New Zealand guys, yeah. We've mentioned them on this podcast. Yeah, I really, really like that premise. Um, so, Grown Ups 2 is the worst movie I've seen. But like, I started to like it listening to the podcast. So, it's one of those things where I think you, the more you watch something or the more you're exposed to something, the less you hate it. And even bad movies. I see the reason I say ask a movie I haven't seen it is because I don't watch a lot of movies. But the ones I've seen, even if they're bad, you kind of just convince yourself that they're not too not too bad. So, are you saying you had sex after watching Grown Ups too? I no, I'm not saying <laughs> that, I did that. That was the question. Though. <laughs> no, well, I haven't Netflix until with anyone because oh, yeah. uh, my, my I'm wife a... and I we uh, you know we schedule and, uh, and 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 you know it's not after a movie. Yeah, yeah, you love a good schedule. <laughs> I, uh, I've Netflixed and chilled to Hannah Gatsby's Nanette. Oh. Mm. Which some How'd people some people said, you know, it's, that's, it's, that's, an, it's an impossible task. I was going to say, that's, a, that's like, that's, that's a challenge. Yeah, so Hannah Gatsby, one of the best misdirects in the history of comedy, I believe, right. starts off, hey, it's a comedy show, it's a big Netflix special filmed at the Sydney Opera House, welcome to the comedy show, next minute, boom! Yeah. Trauma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no comedy for the last 40 minutes of that show. Yeah. And uh, it was intense watching it. And then, well, me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was a hard, that was a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Um, but as you say, when you watch films over and over again, you sort of, you, you grow fond of them. I really enjoy watching around Christmas time. Mm. Santa with Muscles. Okay. Talk starring Hulk Hogan. Right. And, and Mila Kunis, who's about 11 years old in it, I believe, yeah. Yeah, cool. But also, I the movie I've probably watched the most, uh, so if I was going to do that podcast and mm. watch a movie every day, it would be Wayne's World. I love Wayne's I've World. I've seen Wayne's World 1 and 2. My sister used to work at Video Easy. Yeah. And it was on her, like, you know, previously rented list, like, a hundred times. Right. I would watch it so much. So I, I yeah. think Wayne's World would be a movie I could almost quote. It's the sort of film if I was to make a film, and I don't think too many Australian filmmakers have ever tried to do a sketch comedy film, and Americans don't really do them much anymore. And it, Wayne's World was different because the narrative was nice, but the sketches were funnier. Yeah. Where, like, America went into this craze of, like, doing scary movie not another teen movie and they were sketch films with a, an awful narrative where the narrative was actually a parody yeah so Wayne's World had a nice story do you like Wayne's World 2? I think it's almost as good yeah me too see there's there's only a few sequels that are, are, are on par or better I would say Wayne's World and Ace Ventura see I think the whole point in a sequel is to take the original idea and move it forward that's and right and I think Wayne's World really does that well he even sort of had that dilemma like what am I doing with my life I yeah mean, you know and, 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 but Ace Ventura too okay and I'm such a if that film just came out by itself it didn't need one one's not that great mm. but I guess one set up the character but one was also a very basic very silly plot Mm. Uh, the Miami Dolphin mascot goes missing. We need a pet detective <laughs> to find it. I guess on paper it's funny, but like it just didn't play well. But then the second story is just a takeaway from the first film. So in the first film, Ace Ventura says that his only fear is bats. Mm. The only animal he loves. He loves all animals except bats. Mm. And then he gets put on a case to find the great white bat in Africa. So a huge, big budget film. And I think... Ace Ventura 2 is way funnier than Ace Ventura 1. But mm. Ace, uh, Wayne's World 2, slightly better or on par with one, I think. Yeah. Good chat. Good shitty film chat. <laughs> 
Anywho, we got to get out of here. Do it all again real soon. We're tracking up to news. Yeah. Okay. Well, like we're almost at an hour. <laughs> But also, we probably dicked around for a while and we'll cut that out. Yeah, yeah. And you want to cut out all that stuff I said about Please, all the anti-Semitic stuff. Just get rid of it. Yeah. You don't want a Kanye situation. No. no. Adidas are going to pull you from their (laughs) uh, Yeezy brand. Oh, man. Apparently, he went... Kanye went to, like, Sketch's shoes and was like, hey, do you want to... Can we collab? Can I do my Yeezys with you? Yeah. They're like, we're a Jewish company. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want anything to do with you, mate. <laughs> Anyways, we'll be doing Jew chat with or Jewish chat with um, Belly Slater next yeah. next week on Great. the podcast. I have asked Belly to come on the podcast soon just to give us a bit of a wrap up. I would like to get Luke Brabot on soon as well because Luke and I sometimes do a bit of a Melbourne Cup special mm. where we do the bait... The Master Bait Boy Cup. Yes, you yeah. got to yeah, be careful how you say that. I think anyway you say it, it's going to be bad. Yeah, true, true. But any last words, Bondi, before you wrap up? No, just love uh, being here. Um, invite me for a surf sometime. Always like to get in the water. And uh, big shout out to everyone I've met in the community. And uh, look forward to surfing with you soon. And uh, thank you for your service. And thank you for uh, doing so well at the Australian Body Surfing Classic this year. We're almost at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Um, also, come over in the new place. I've got a spa. Yeah. I've got a sauna and I've got a pool. Okay. So, come over. Oh, what, I actually, should train. Let's train. I'm not going to gym it. Yeah. It does have a gym. Um, but actually, February, I'm doing a Super Bowl party. Okay. If you Are you into that or not? Love it. All right. Because you'll probably just be around the corner from Lane Cove, yeah? Uh Around the corners. How long? How long? Uh, it'll take me, it'll take me half an hour to get there. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's right, because I beat you to the yeah. surf. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. All right, we've got to get out of here. Do it all again real soon. But remember, it's always overhead when you're body surfing. Bye. You. You.